welcome back to another podcast, Easy and PK Talk Fantasy Football. Uh, Easy, I, I, I accidentally told some of my students today that I have a podcast. I, I was never going to tell them that I started one, but they instantly all went to find it, and I, <laughs> we might get some new followers this week. We might have some new listeners, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it, it got me thinking, actually. So we started this podcast, and I'm hosting it on this uh, website. It's called Acast. Anyway, they have some analytics that you can look into, kind of like how many people are listening to the podcast, how many times it has been downloaded. I got some. I got some analytics for you. Are you ready? All right. Sounds good. So we've been listened to twenty times. All right. Uh, actually, twenty-one. I think, which is basically 10 for each episode and i thought this was incredible but i can see where which location in the world it's been downloaded did you know we've been downloaded 18 times in the united states as you'd expect mm-hmm. but but we've been downloaded twice in belgium and once in germany now do you know anybody in belgium or germany that would want to listen to a couple of midwestern dudes talk about fantasy football I have absolutely no idea. Well, <laughs> I I bet you could say at this point that we are we have gone international. Our podcast is <laughs> is blowing up. It's so that, it's I that was, good. I was, I was floored when I heard that it was in Belgium and Germany. I don't know. Have you noticed some of the feedback on the message board? We've been getting some pretty positive feedback from the rest of the league. And John actually reached out to me after listening to the last episode, and he suggested that we get some nicknames for each other. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was like, what do you mean nicknames? Like, like Goose and Maverick? And he just, he just said, bingo. Like that. So John thinks we need like nicknames for each other, like Big Slugger and Tiger or something. I don't know. Oh, what, do you, what do you got? I think this needs to happen organically. I don't think we can just come up with nicknames. But yeah. he thinks that we need... We need some like podcast nicknames. Maybe we like. need some help in getting some from the league. Maybe maybe they know us better than we know ourselves. Uh, yeah, maybe. I feel like nicknames are things that are given to people. It, you don't really make up your own nickname. Exactly. Right? That's you're the professor, and I don't know. And John you're Marianne. Thinks, yeah, the professor. <laughs> From Gilligan's Island. There we go. Oh, see, that, that sort of content right there is going to get us more followers from across the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean. Oh, it's hilarious. I, I, I guess we'll put it out to the group. Uh, if you guys and girls have any nicknames, suggestions for us, we're definitely open, open to hear about it. Awesome. Well, let's talk about football and then maybe chat about the Twins, maybe? What are you, what are you thinking? Sound good? Sounds good to me. Let's, uh, let's talk biggest storylines and your opinion from the NFL this week. From the NFL, I would say biggest storylines coming up is, I can't remember if it was last week already or if it's starting this week, but we have bye weeks coming into play now, mm-hmm. which that is always a big storyline. It's always, you know, getting guys healthy um, it's really a storyline for both fantasy and regular NFL. Like I said, regular NFL, getting guys healthy. Um, and then from the fantasy perspective, you know, it, it's not always who you play, but when you play them, it's nice, you know, playing John when he has four guys on the bench rather than a fully loaded lineup. 
So that's yeah. one big one. I then uh, as far as our fantasy league goes, I know I created quite a little stir when I brought up the fact that there was a point three nine percent chance that the T Jacks division would all win their games the last two weeks, which has mm-hmm. happened. So it'll be interesting to see if that continues, which I am not banking on at all one bit. So mm-hmm. my my arrogance is is gone. <laughs> Fleeting. It's Yes. It was, it was confidence and now you don't think you can last. Well, what what if you win all this week? Wouldn't that be wild? Three consecutive weeks in a row. Now that would be, I think we'd be deserving of some some good vibes from the rest of the league if yeah, we were actually just, able to pull that off. And you didn't win the Powerball last night, but if you would have went four in a row or you know three weeks in a row, I would say someone from the T-Jacks needs to go get a Powerball <laughs> ticket. But for sure, uh, apparently somebody won it in California last night. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, good for them. What about the Jefferson injury? What <sighs> is that a storyline? That is a huge storyline because that just creates so many more storylines. You know, as far as it now, where now the Vikings are talking about dealing Cousins, which I don't know. I personally think will not happen not coming from the Vikings' perspective, but coming from other teams' perspective. Yeah, you can bring in a receiver or a DN or a linebacker or any other position, I'd say. But to bring in a quarterback midseason and, you know, get them to learn the system and mm-hmm. their receivers and just everything about a new, a new team, it just doesn't seem viable to me it definitely the Jefferson injury definitely takes the uh I'd say it definitely takes the Vikings out of any any playoff uh, potential or anything like that Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know if that's how you feel or well let me take a different look at it I I agree with everything you say and you're probably right but when I think about Jefferson getting hurt, I feel like for the first four weeks that maybe we were too focused on incorporating him. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've played team football. It's been, are we going to sign Jefferson to an extension before the season starts? Well, no. Now can we keep him happy enough so that he'll want to sign one after this season? Maybe, and I just said this again in my uh, one of my classes the other day, we were talking football between, between periods, and I was talking to a couple of the guys in my class, and I said, what if this is a, the best thing that happened to the Vikings, and all of a sudden now we have a more well-rounded passing game where we're not trying to shove it into Jefferson so much that Kurt sees the field better. He's got Osborne, he's got Addison, he's got Hawkinson. He's got three weapons there that are suitable they, mm-hmm. and maybe that all of a sudden we start putting up huge points. The defense seems to have come around a little bit. I don't think you can sneeze at holding Patrick Mahomes to the game that he had last week in our own stadium and say like, oh, it was the field conditions or something that made him, you know, like tonight he's going to play in Denver and it's a, what allegedly 
40 mile an hour winds or something yep, like that. Yep, 40 so, mile power gusts. So you could say like, oh, he doesn't have a good game because of the weather. But inside the dome, the Vikings seem to, they, a one score game kind of speaks for itself. The defense did their job. It was the offense actually the last couple weeks in a row that seemed to have let us down. So what if losing Jefferson is like an addition by subtraction? It's, it's not a popular take, but what if that, what if that happens? I don't know. And with yeah. that, along the same lines, if we, you know, if we do lose Cousins here, if Cousins somehow does get traded or we lose Jefferson for longer than four weeks and he doesn't sign, then we will be able to start over nice and young because, I mean, that will ultimately lead to a top 10 draft pick almost mm-hmm. no matter what. And an incredible amount of salary cap space to yes. build your team around. Yep. So, for sure. Those are definitely two different viewpoints of what's going to go down here, and I don't know, hope for the best, I guess. Yeah, it will be very interesting, to say the least, over the next month or two and yep. and into the off season. Before we talk about the Twins, I have a question for you. Yep. We just finished up our homecoming pet fest here at Egan High School. What is your, what is your memory of high school senior year, homecoming or just what 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 comes to mind i ended up going to homecoming with a girl i barely knew so that's kind of my biggest memory of it i mean we got along just great and everything but at the time i wasn't dating anyone or like mm-hmm. huge huge friends with any any girl that i mm-hmm. didn't already have a date so I actually ended up going with a junior and Quite frankly, she was she was way out of my league, which was awesome for me. That is hilarious. So th- I think that's my yeah, that's my biggest takeaway is I got to go to homecoming with a, the younger girl that was way hotter than me. That's awesome. <laughs> that's an excellent story. Any chance you're still friends with her on Facebook and you can just drop our line and say, hey, remember homecoming? Hey, remember how much fun we had? Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, what about Pet Fest? Was, was that a big thing? I mean, Eastview was young. They were still trying to develop their identity and whatnot. Is that, were the Pet Fest a thing? Did kids go to them? Oh, yeah, right we had, the... yeah, we definitely had Pet Fest. Everyone was required to go. Beyond that, I don't remember too much about them. It was just one of those things you went to and... Is that normal for most high schools where you're required to go or do you have to go? Uh, yeah. I mean, in in some, we certainly encourage it. It's in school hours, so you're required to be at school. Yeah. But some schools like Rosemount have them in the middle of the day before lunch for the reason to keep kids at school. Because if you flex them to the end of the day, well, then kids will come up with excuses to leave school early and then just skip out on the rest of Pet Fest. So they literally run out the door before a teacher will catch them and say, go to the gym. (laughs) And so I love them. I think they're a fantastic opportunity to show your school spirit. There's so much excitement. And as a school, we're trying to show all the different groups of students and equally represent them, whether it be age or ethnicity or or race. So we're trying to include everybody so that they feel like this pet fest is not just for the jocks or just yep. for the, the dance team or just for the, you know, this group or what we're trying to make it inclusive, but kids just are super cynical about it. They're just thinking 
what if I can skip this? Or how am I gonna get a chance to get out of here before a teacher catches me? And it just kind of ends up being us locking them in the school, telling them they can't go, which is just a terrible situation to be in. I just rather everybody buy in and go, yeah, this is awesome. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And but anyway, I, I had a great time. Yeah, I always leave smiling. The band is so talented. The dance team they practice so much. Uh, the cheerleaders are amazing. We do a bunch of different activities that incorporate all the different forward groups of students. You know, the juniors, seniors, freshmen, sophomores, and Mm-hmm. try and include everybody that we can so and a lot of people put in a lot of work to make it fun and still for some kids to just kind of blow it off as something that they want to try to skip just kind of hurts my feelings a little bit but whatever yeah kids are kids are gonna be like that but we expect them to be there anyway well i got nothing but respect for you guys for trying to put on all that you do well, appreciate that yeah we definitely try to make it an entertaining time for the kids so Assume you watched the Twins last night. Disappointment. Major disappointment. You could definitely tell, you know, in that first series against the Blue Jays, neither team had really been there before, and it just kind of seemed like another series. Granted, you know, there was more on the line. Whereas against the Astros, I'd say you could definitely tell which team had been there before and which team hadn't. The Astros made... Every play when it needed to be made. They made mm-hmm. every big pitch when it needed to be made. Jordan Alvarez was king of the mountain. It was frustrating to watch this year, but it gave me a lot of hope for next year. I agree. I agree 100%. I, I agree also that we were, we looked out of our depth. Yep. We were not playing the same game as the Astros. No. Well, look, at, we had three rookies in our lineup that we were counting on, and how many teams can you say make it to the ALCS or the World Series where they have three rookies in their lineup? Yeah, to their credit, two of those guys were like the offense last night. So yeah, exactly. The lights weren't too bright for them. I just, every time Jeffers would walk up to the plate, I just turned the TV off. I'm like, everyone knows how this is going to end with a strikeout or a weak ground ball somewhere. It's, I know his job is to catch the damn ball. And I was a catcher, but I could handle the bat a little bit, I thought, at least. So the thing that stress, uh, frustrates me the most is the strikeouts. I just feel like there comes a point where you just need to change your approach a hitting coach or something. You just can't strike out 14 times in consecutive games. Just put the bat on the ball. Just stick the bat up. I'd rather you bunt and get thrown out at first base 14 times in one game than try to hit a home run when it's just not going to happen. And it's frustrating because he was actually really hot the second half of the season, putting together, you know, really good at-bats and whatnot and then he said the playoffs came and all of a sudden he just turned into a massive hole in the lineup i mean we couldn't put the other guy in who's arguably better vasquez right he's better defensively let's see if he can not strike out right Mm -hmm. let's let's see if he can do something other than what jeffers can do the pitching was fantastic you can't ask much more out of those guys but our hitting was something that was uh lacking for sure Tonight is the home opener for the Minnesota Wild, season opener, home opener. Are you 
Are you a hockey guy? I feel like I've known you for a couple of years, but you don't really talk much about hockey. Uh, What's your relationship with hockey? You are correct. I am not a really a hockey guy at all. The the only thing I like about hockey is going to the games. Like going to wild games, I think are a blast. Just because hockey, more than any other sport, it's almost like a half a rock concert and half a sporting event. I don't make a point of watching hockey on TV, but I know mm-hmm. back in the past what we used to do is we'd, you know, we'd wait for the game to start, then we'd go find a scalper, scalp, get the scalp tickets for about a fourth of the cost, you know, sitting about row 20, miss about the first eight minutes of the game only. You get to go to a wild game for... 15 bucks and you pretty much don't miss anything in that in that instance i'm uh i was a hockey fan but as far as just like watching them on tv really Mm. not not my cup of tea i don't think you get the full experience watching it on tv you can't see the whole rink you can only see who has the puck it's the atmosphere it's the crowd it's the it's the the music between drops of the puck Uh, i don't enjoy watching it on tv either but i really do enjoy watching hockey as a as a sport i think it's constant action and movement and i think they're incredibly talented to be able to be so fast and agile with little blades on the end of their feet i've i've, I've tried to take one-time shots on skates <laughs> ever since i could skate and i still have not connected <clears throat> on a one-time shot i fall on my butt and all of a sudden the stick flies everywhere it's probably one of the most incredible things to see someone one time a shot towards the goal, let alone score a goal. And when these high schoolers do it in the Minnesota State High School League tournament, it yep. blows my mind. And then they flip their little masks up and you see that they're like 15 years old. It's just incredible. What about the high school hockey tournament? Do you, did you get excited about that growing up? I did get excited about that growing up. My brother went to Apple Valley High School, which at the time was dominant in pretty much every sport and hockey was one of them so there I did end up going to you know Apple Valley hockey games it was so fun for me to go to any Apple Valley high school thing just because you know hey look look I'm doing what my older brother does I'm I'm being like him I'm so cool so anytime any Apple Valley sporting event I looked forward to going to Oh, as far as the playing hockey, I know me and my friends, we used to play hockey growing up, you know, and when when we were smaller, we'd play just uh, no rollerblades or anything. We'd just, you, you know, we'd run on our feet. And there I was one of the better players. As soon as we got our started, decided, you know, playing rollerblades, I think I went from one of the better ones to the absolute worst put a pair of skates, put a pair of rollerblades on me, and it's a laughing stock. It's put a pair of rollerblades on me and have me go down a little hill and see me try and stop and watch me go into someone's yard and into their grass and fall face forward. I, maybe that's a reason I'm not the biggest hockey fan is I can't do it myself. I love a good boot hockey, but yeah, skating, <laughs> not, not my cup of tea. But our pal Aaron Getchell... You want to talk about hockey player. We need to get him on the pod here and yeah. talk about his. He's 
I, I don't fully know what he does, but I think he is coaching his kids and is very involved in hockey. I know he was an incredible hockey player in high school, played for St. John's. He would downplay his ability, but I bet he was pretty darn good at hockey. He would be our, he'd be our hockey guy in the league, I think. Once we get a little deeper into it, we'll, let's plan to get him on here and we'll talk some hockey. We'll talk hockey. We'll make this the, the Getch, PK, and Easy Talk Hockey yeah. Maybe podcast. Maybe just, we'll, just we'll listen to hockey. We'll let him do all the talking. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to get Getch on the pod. That would be pure comedy. I think I'll be laughing the whole time. Totally unscripted question. When was the first time you met Aaron Getchell? You know, Do you, remember? Yeah, you know, um, I absolutely could not tell you. I know it wasn't while we were up at St. John's. It had to have been at one of our drafts or something. To be honest with you, like with all the meds and stuff I'm on, and I had a thing where I, uh, quite frankly, almost died. I was on a ventilator, and I got a whole, like, year or two that just kind of I don't remember at all so I honestly don't remember meeting the first time I met him at all like to me it feels like it was just two years ago but I'm sure it was probably like seven Mm -hmm. well I didn't know that about your your time on the ventilator but I can imagine that messes with your your memories of yeah perception of time it does yeah people will bring up stuff and it's just like what are you what are you talking about and then you realize oh well what hey they're right that makes sense because last year you asked me have i ever won the golden football before and i and i was like shocked i was like oh, yeah of course you won it before you've been in the championship a number of times and this is actually your second golden football and you seemed genuinely surprised <laughs> but that makes a lot of more sense now there that we was go probably right around the time where you were struggling through some of that stuff. Getchell and I were freshman year, second semester chemistry class. We were buddies at the same table and him and I would put down a bag or two of sunflower seeds every lecture. <laughs> and we would and we'd sit in the corner and we'd flip our pencils and we would see how many times we could flip our pencil in a row before we dropped it on the table. We were probably the noisiest two guys in that lecture between the cracking and the spitting of sunflower seeds in the corner and the, and the flipping of pencils as they like hit our table. We were probably not the be- favorite classmates, but old Dr. DeLue, I think his name was, was the lecturer. And yeah. he, was, he was as boring as white toast. It was just- I love it. I, I don't remember much, but I got Getch will, I hope we can get Getch on the, on the pod sometime to talk to you. Yep, love it. Hilarious. All right, what do you? We're we're coming up on time here, but um, any any big matchups this week that you have your eye on? Big one for me is we get to see Joey and Josh go at it. I think that'll be a big big affair after all the trash talk that's been going on. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh has, I'd say, he cemented himself as probably the first or second best team between him and John. And mm-hmm. Joey has a pretty darn good team, if you look at it, at least in my mind, he does. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that matchup there, mm-hmm. in my mind. That's the big yeah. one. 
I agree. That sounds like an excellent, a tasty matchup between two high-scoring quarterback teams. Uh, right now, Josh is pacing the league with 43 aggregate wins. I've got it up on my screen right now. Mm -hmm. And you are actually in second place with 39. So you and Josh are the two best teams currently after Good. the first five weeks. Hmm. And John is at 35, tied with Shunk, and followed by Joey at 31. So you are right. Those are Joey and, and, and Josh would be the, the marquee matchup of the week. But don't, uh, don't sleep on Elliot's Team No Mercy. Cause that, or what are you now? Are you No Mercy? I am now. This year, I'm in it to win it. Elliot, did you know that we started a, a Gmail account? Easy and PK Talk Fantasy Football at gmail.com. For all of our listeners out there in Belgium and Germany, you're welcome to send us in any questions. And we already have some questions. This is funny because I simply made the e Gmail address as, as a joke. And within 10 minutes, one of our loyal listeners already had questions in our inbox. And I think that you are going to answer one of those here today. So this is a new segment of the pod called The Mailbag, uh, where we take turns answering one question from our faithful listeners. And once again, that's easy and PK, talkfantasyfootball at gmail.com if you want to send us any questions, comments, or, or suggestions. So, all right, what do, you, what do you got for us today, Easy? Let's go with, we were asked, how long have we been playing fantasy football? And who are some of our, you know, first must players and we're, who we're excited about drafting? Do we want to yeah. go there? Sure, yeah, let's do it. My, uh, actually, my first fantasy football experience comes probably way back from middle school. It was me and my, you know, a couple of my middle school friends and we grade school friends in the neighborhood. And it was back in the day where really computers did not, well, they existed, but not for fantasy football purposes. So we'd actually come home eager on Mondays and we'd do all the tallying up of the points with, you know, with our pencils and the newspapers. And it was, yeah, that was my introduction to fantasy football. And, you know, it was back in the day where, like, we were tallying up Barry Sanders and Bo Jackson. And it was so much fun that, we just kept doing that until probably high school when we all went to different high schools. Mm -hmm. But then the I guess the the real most fantasy football experience is obviously this league. And what a lot of people probably don't remember is that I actually wasn't in the league the first year. Kind of a funny story is that you guys all must have been down in Rochester and you called looking for one more person. And I was up at my parents' house in Apple Valley. It must have been on a Saturday or something. And I wanted to go uh, mountain biking and I had a date that night. So I couldn't come down that first year. And it just so happens that on that mountain biking ride, I uh, went down a hill and kind of missed the turn. And, uh, flew over the handlebars of my bike, got about 20 scrapes and scratches on me. So looked real good for that date that night. So then when you guys came calling again that year too, I was a screaming yes, because I didn't want a repeat of the previous year. That's an incredible story. And when I, when I took over the team, I wasn't paying complete attention to football. 
and I dropped, first thing I did was I dropped Greg Jennings because he was a Packer, only to realize after I dropped him that he was like the number 15 or 20 ranked wide receiver in the league. So that was a big whoops on my my part. Yeah. Yeah, I think the team you took over, the guy was a big Packers fan, and so I think he had a lot of Packers on his team, if I remember correctly. Yeah, actually, this question was sent in by Aaron Bavakwa, and it's funny that he included this because Aaron is my very first fantasy football league back in elementary school. I guess it was like 7th or 8th grade. We had a pretty advanced computer program at our school, and he told me about Yahoo Fantasy Football. And we were pretty into sports, so we started with a Yahoo Fantasy Football League at our school at 7th and 8th grade. And I remember a Washington Redskins at the time, running back, Sean, was it Sean Alexander? No, he played for Seattle. uh, Oh, yeah. Was it Sean Alexander? Oh, yeah, Sean Alexander played for Seattle, you're right, I think. Who was the big bruising running back for Washington right around that time? Um, and I remember him being like the the player to have, and, mm. and Marshall Falk I think was another one. Um, Isaac Bruce probably. Yeah, yeah, that was like the it was like late nineties. Aaron Bavaco was my very first fantasy football league, and then I kind of got out of it for a while. Got into fantasy baseball more. Yeah. Did fantasy mm-hmm. hockey for a while and then got into fantasy football again with this league much much later after college but in the in in college I don't think I did much for fantasy football no if i'm remembering neither. are you doing any, any other leagues as we speak this year or yeah i am and i'm doing this is my best league let's just say that and i'm 2 and 3 <laughs> the other one i'm in is a neighborhood league that got thrown together kind of at the last minute it's mm-hmm. all my neighbors in up on my street. There's 14 teams. It's not super flex. It's just regular flex with quarterback, and two running backs, and two wide receivers and a flex. So pretty standard league. And I thought I drafted great. I still think I drafted great. I'm about ready to run the aggregate records on that league alone just to see how good my team is compared to everybody else because I'm one in four, but I'm in the top half of points scored. I've got to I've got to be one of the better teams and I just need data to prove it but I am really frustrated because all these neighbors of mine they talk trash and I just want to put them in their place. I know how Joey feels when he talked about his neighborhood fantasy football league where he wanted to beat them more than he wanted to beat anybody in our league. I I want to beat them more than I want to win in this league and I'm just <laughs> I'm not doing it. I've my first two weeks, I lost by one point and two points. That and hurts. Then, and then, yeah, and then another game was I, I went 0-3. My third game was not even close, but my fourth game I won, and then I lost again this mm-hmm. week, I think. So I think I'm 1-4. I thought I drafted great. I've got some, some – I got A.J. Brown. I got Puka Nakua, who I actually got for $10 on the free agent wire. I've got Brandon Ayuk in that team. My running backs aren't terrible. Kenneth Walker. That sounds like a good team. I know. They're they're all like top 10 fantasy players, but I just can't put it together at the right time. Well, I think we're running out of time for the pod this week. Uh, we only got to one question from the mailbag, but definitely keep sending them in if you have any questions to our loyal listeners out there. We 
probably tackle one or two every week, but I had a great time talking with you again this week, Elliot. And I was talking to my wife, Brittany, about this. She thought this was a great thing because she's like, now you, you've talked to Elliot more in the last month than you have for the last five years. And I completely agree. That's true. And I feel it's just good to stay connected with you, my man. So I appreciate you doing this little adventure with me. All right. And I appreciate you giving me the chance to uh, have something to work towards every week. Yeah. I, absolutely. So thank you so much. Well, next week, we'll talk a little Halloween, maybe. How about that? Sounds about great. Your... Awesome. All right. Well, you have a great one. We'll, tech, uh, we'll talk to you later. All right, buddy? All right. You too.